Hi. Hi. <laughs> the world isn't burned down yet. I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> Should we start this podcast? Yeah. Here we no, go. Yes. Yes. Maya. Amy. We made it. We made it through. We made it through this week. I feel like tw- tw- news at the end. <laughs> I feel like 2020 is trying to trick me. Mhm. It's 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 trying to give me good news. I feel yeah. like it's going to yank it right away. It's 2020. I know, but you know what? I just don't feel that way. I just don't. I can't help it. Well, remember when I texted you earlier in the week, or you texted me, we were texting back and forth, it was election night, and you said something about anxiety, or maybe it was the next day, and I said, oh, I feel nothing. Like, my childhood training to not feel feelings is coming in real handy this week. <laughs> yeah, and then I asked you at one point, another question I asked you was, "Why are we going to be okay? <laughs> and your answer was, you and I will be fine because we're tough, but I don't know about everyone else a good answer that's all i know that i can only speak to what i know everybody else is on their own and you know what i think 2020 did us such a solid by like what better way to have this great news than on a saturday afternoon yeah i mean the wind we could have done this in person but it's so windy outside it's hollow windy so it wouldn't have. i'm glad you thought of it because i didn't think of that until just a few minutes ago and I was like oh dang it we could have done it on the deck but yeah too windy it's way too windy like my neighbor Terry is losing his mind because all the leaves from neighbor's yards are blowing into his yard and he's trying to he's trying to keep that yard clean man you're welcome Terry <laughs> those of us that don't give a shit about leaves all you're doing Terry all you're doing is giving yourself frustration he I think you're it wasted. actually calms him like he loves it yeah, he loves it until the leaves get blown in from other people. Mm, I think it's a form of, like, yard work is a form of meditation oh, for him. okay. Sounds good. Mm. So I guess we should sort of, if someone's listening far into the future, we should sort of just summarize what's going on. Okay, it's November. It's mm-hmm. the Saturday after a Tuesday presidential election in 2020. Contentious election that everybody was yep. like, I can't believe it's so close. To which I replied... Are you kidding? America's still racist as fuck. How how is this surprising every time? Anyway, um, yeah. So what happened was, oh, also, it's like seventy degrees outside in November. I mean, yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I should back up. I had so last week I was like, I'm still waiting for my test results. My test results were negative. I don't have Yay! COVID. All of my coworkers tested negative. All, Good news. All two other of them that were in the office. So that's good news for this week. Like I said, 2020, I thought it was it was like too much good news in one week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, how do we do this? So like- what happened was, I think 
So some people were under the false impression that it was going to be like a landslide victory for Biden, which mm-hmm. like on election day, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's where that's where like this took a turn and it just continued and continued. And <laughs> I mean, that wacky Kornacki, that guy, he, he I the, love him. The map daddy. Everybody's calling him map daddy. He, Maya, did he change his pants this week? <laughs> I wasn't watching him. I missed this whole thing. Maya, you missed Kornacki? I did. What were you watching? Um, A bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we had this election thing. It was <laughs> Tuesday. We went to bed not knowing a winner, but we were like, okay, maybe tomorrow. Nope. Well, I kept asking you, you were like, I'm not watching yet. I'm not watching yet. And, and then you said to me, when does, when do like results start coming in? And I was like, I don't know. I do not know. Yeah. What's so, going to happen. I was so anxious on election day. I did a bunch of stuff, got some exercise put off watching and then settled in and it was just yeah so it went on for days upon days literally upon days upon days yeah they just declared biden the president elect yeah but is it official who declares it i'm confused i think it's all the the news outlets have declared him a winner like there was one point where it looked like it might be an electoral college tie to which I just was today years old or that day years old when I found out how they solve that is the House of Representatives picks the president and the Senate picks the vice president. So bad. Who who made the system up? (laughs) Honestly, like it would be more make more sense if they went into like the American gladiators, like (laughs) like Thunderdome Thunderdome. had to do it out. In which case, I don't know who would win because... Kamala would have won. Yeah. But I don't know about those two old dudes. Well, South Asians everywhere. I love that it, they have to put the South on there. South Asians everywhere are. I mean, it's just joyous, uh, overjoyed. So, yeah. So basically this just went on and on and on. And it just it just felt like there were moments where it basically I found a new home and a new solace in MSNBC because. I was watching CNN and I just got so tired of that guy on his board poking at the mess, poking and poking and poking. Yeah, and, poking. and he's got like that white hair that looks like he's <laughs> running. It looks like he's running really fast, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. And um, I just was like, I need something else. So I found so much sauce in like Rachel Maddow and the Steve Kornacki. He's the best ever, and just. The interesting, interesting, I mean, I'm so fascinated by the experts or whatever, the people that knew all along that were like Biden's campaign, Mm -hmm. Biden-Harris campaign was actually masterful because they actually knew exactly what they needed to do and they accomplished it. And it's pretty amazing when I was hearing everything, all the breakdown and considering that they didn't have like rallies. They didn't have like they were saying, like mm-hmm. Biden stayed home. Like mm-hmm. they they managed to do all of this. They um they I mean they've accomplished exactly what it was that they needed to do and it's pretty amazing. And it, it just but it was a little scary as you're watching a normal person seeing it like 
are really because it was so 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 close yeah again i had no feelings i just assumed like i assumed that trump was gonna win by a landslide and that i'm just like preparing for the next four years of my life with that as reality so i've already i had already accepted that in my heart and i was just like well i'm just gonna have some pizza and some snacks good job Maya, and a beer good (laughs) i have a friend carrie and she follows politics really closely and all along she was like oh no no it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine (sighs) About Wednesday night, I sent her a text. Hey, uh, what's are we still good here? Or she was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry, it's gonna be fine." And I mean, she was saying he's gonna flip George, and I was like, "You're right," you know. <laughs> he was right, like she knew. So, well, um, thanks to the efforts of so many people, including Stacey Abrams, who registered. I mean, after the 2016 election where she lost the governor, that race angered me on so many levels. I just Maya, can you tell us, can we do a little bit of a, can we do a little bit of a tutorial about Stacey Abrams? Because when I saw your post, I went and did some research and I didn't know all the things, but will you tell everybody and tell us like, why is she such a big, important piece of this? Well, she ran for governor against- In Atlanta, right? Yeah. Uh, no, for the whole state of Georgia. Okay, okay. Right. She ran for governor. She, they, the man that she ran against who's now the governor, who I don't know what his name is because he angers me so much, um, and I'm only focused on her, is he was in charge of elections at the time he was running for governor. Oh, boy. Then they enacted this rule, the exact match rule for voter registration that your signature had to exactly match your signature whose signature matches anything anymore like do you have the same you know what i have i have that pin pad signature that's just kind of a squiggly line there where i'm like okay here you go here's your dumb signature that you don't I have a great new, i have a great new signature but that's just <laughs> neither here nor there yeah so do you know how you signed your voter registration card yep <laughs> but that's me i'm i'm special i've seen my son's my husband's, everyone else I know, it's just literally like a squiggle. Yeah. Yeah. So you also, your name had to exactly match. And, you know, sometimes people miss. So when I waited five years to get my name changed. So, for example, Maya, if mm-hmm. I lived in Georgia, yeah, my driver's license. Oh, so it would have gone by my driver's license, right? Yeah. But there was also like if you had a letter that was like superimposed or. Or if you had Bill instead of William, like okay. there's a bunch of stuff. So 80%, so they purged all of these voter registrations off the rolls that didn't exactly match Okay. right before that election for governor. Okay. And 80% of the people they purged were black Okay. from voter registration. And Stacey Abrams lost that election by 53,000 votes. Okay. And so it's like clearly, you know, she, I read an article where she said she sat Shiva for 10 days after yeah. she lost that election. And then she like devised a plan. She's like, how can I work? And there's other people involved in this. It's not just Stacey Abrams. Course, there's all, right. And it's mostly black women. The, yeah. By the way, America, you owe your soul to black women right now. Like totally respect. So mm-hmm. she said, what can I do? I need to do something about voter suppression. So she created this organization and they 
partnered with other organizations and 800 they registered 800,000 people to vote in 2 years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is so I get chills. That's, that's so a, so awesome. That's over 1,000 people a day. That's amazing. Yeah. And I I want to say that's just in Georgia, but I could be wrong about that. Like Yeah. So essentially Okay, so then she was so we could say that that was pretty instrumental in the flipping of Georgia. Yeah. And so Fair Fight, I think, is the name of her organization. And there's some other women, too. I should look them up because there's there were a lot of people working together on this. Of course. Yeah. Um, but just that race was like <clears throat> after that race happened, I was so angry and it just seemed like no one cared afterwards. It seemed like such an injustice and everybody was like, oh, well, and then went up long and she just didn't take it. She was like, no, I'm going to do something about this. It's so awesome. Yeah, I think I think um, <clears throat> yesterday I was out. So then I had my Sorry. two little nieces. One second. Oh, go ahead. It was 2018, not 2016. Okay. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So I had my two little nieces over to sleep over on Friday and then um, I was running around with them yesterday doing stuff and then. My two coworkers, my two good coworkers, sent me a a little thing in our group chat, and um, I just felt like it was. And I've seen this echoed by so many people as I've watched stuff. It's just like this biggest sigh and feeling of relief ever. Now, aren't you worried that? I feel like there's going to be courts and no. lawyers and. I'm not because it's like it's like I, I have no fears anymore. My fear is gone. My fear leaves with the orange man. It's <laughs> it's <know>. like <laughs> it's like the this sigh of relief and this feeling of hope and like knowing that it's just like now it feels like we can face all these things we need to face. It's like it's like has when when in so long have we all in this country had great news to share all together in such a way? We haven't. It's been so long since we had good news. And it's just like, it felt so amazing. And like seeing all the people celebrating and just everybody just saying like, there's hope now. And there's, and I mean, I was just like bike riding my bike. I was dancing around here. I literally, at my, at one point I almost texted you. I was literally Remember, I was going to be more witchy. <laughs> yeah. I was literally wearing a star robe yesterday at one point, saging and cedar smudging my whole house. I love it. I love it. Opened my windows and I said, like, all this negative energy is gone. All this fear is gone. And now we can focus. Now we can move forward. Now we can go on with the business of being good humans again and not having to worry that about what's going on it's like that's too much for us to worry about that's why it's the most powerful job in the in the world is because we we just can't like we can't as americans shoulder that we have to be able to focus on all the other things that need to happen so i just i just um it just felt amazing and you know i saw a lot of reports about getting to know the bidens a little bit more and it was just like really nice to start to understand like the family dynamic that they have mm -hmm. and 
I thought it was really exciting because I don't really know much about Jill Biden. And he said in his speech last night that, <clears throat> you know, she's a professor at like a community college. She has a doctorate, mm -hmm. PhD. And so I thought, oh, my God. So here we're going to have like a first lady. You know, they always have their own platform and thinking like we're going to have a really smart educated not that the rest of them haven't been but like first lady that's focused on education like yeah like knowing that like like i know that a lot of the times you don't really know that going in right it's like then they come out and say like oh i'm gonna focus on reading or i'm gonna focus on this but like it was kind of cool to hear him say that because it was like he's saying like i'm listening to these women around me and like jill is gonna be she's gonna keep working she's gonna be the first the first first lady to like keep working yeah. at her job as a professor. I like, mean, it's first lady is one of the, I've said this for so many years. First lady is one of those unpaid jobs that boggles my mind. It is so much work. First of all, so I think, much work. I think Michelle Obama was, she was an amazing first lady. And also she did all this stuff about childhood nutrition and health and wellness and they undid all of that, this current administration. They were like, ketchup is a vegetable at school again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, eat, make, here, we're going to have a, a banquet. Well, in the of garden. <laughs> Remember how sad it was to think, like, her garden, they were saying that yeah. they were possibly just going to, like, let it go. Yeah, but, do you, I mean, you have a chief of staff when you're first lady. You have a staff. You have a speechwriter. Oh, yeah. It is a full-time job. And so, like, I yeah. want – it'll be interesting to see – listen to me. I'm all fired up. It'll be interesting to see Jill Biden, like, how she balances working full – teaching and also having the full-time unpaid job of first lady. Also, yeah. you have to do Christmas. And we all know, as we know from Melania's yeah. outbursts. Well, something's <laughs> making me so excited. So – Jill, yes, really excited to see how Jill, who obviously her career is very important to her, and how is she going to, I agree, Maya, it's interesting to see, you know, maybe she changes her mind, maybe she realizes that she can have more of an impact focusing on the first lady, her first lady, like, goals with education, maybe, maybe she does, like, a, where she's still on staff there, but not really, like, daily teaching, or who knows, but Maya, some really exciting things about the Bidens. So we have two first dogs. Um, I know about Major. Okay, there's like two of them, and one of them, Maya, we're breaking so many barriers in this election. <laughs> okay. One of them is the first rescue dog to ever be a first dog. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That is cute. And then Maya, yes. we have the granddaughters. Um we I, have, I saw we have a gaggle. We have a gaggle. <laughs> I of saw teenage granddaughters. I saw them on stage and they looked they looked like a lot of fun. I can't wait to get to know these girls. <laughs> I can't wait. Wait, before we go on to the gaggle of teenage granddaughters, we something you said earlier reminded me of something my dad used to say when you said your anxiety leaves with the orange man. Yeah. You know what my dad used to say every time a dictator would get deposed in another country? What? He would go Oh, pack your bet, pack your trunks of stolen money and get out. <laughs> ah, yes. Pack but... your trunks. That is it. And you know what? It's so then. Um, so first of all, I mean, I think in all of this, I kind of lost. It was a little lost on me. It wasn't lost on me, but I wasn't going to count any chickens before they're hatched. 
with Kamala and like the history and how exciting and how uh, I'm just so excited about her being there and just all of it. But then to see Doug hearing about the hearing about the lawsuits, like none of them have any merit. Hearing yeah. about Trump's little like whatever temper tantrum he wants to do is like it doesn't matter because like it doesn't even matter what he does now. It's like it's he's irrelevant at this point. Like what's Doug going to do? Doug, huh? Doug, the first second gentleman. What's Doug going to do? Oh, my God. I can't wait to <laughs> see what He's the Doug first does. second gentleman. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just epic. This is just epic. Doug. Maya, where does the vice president live? That's a dumb question, but where do they live? I have no idea. Do they have a res? They don't have a residence. They must not. I mean, is there another part of the White House? Is it like a big slumber party where everybody just... No. <laughs> but I don't think... I think they must have... Obviously, they can't just live in their like regular house because it's like security issues. So I wonder if they have like... I bet DC has like properties that they own maybe. I'm Googling it right now. Okay, Where does good. the vice president live? Yeah. Number one observatory circle is the official residence of the vice president of the oh. United States. Okay. It's located on the northeast grounds of the U.S. Naval Observatory in Washington, okay. D.C. The, the house was built in 1893 for a superintendent. How come they never tour that place? Is it dumpy? Do you think it's dumpy? Why have we never heard about this? <laughs> Maya, I've never heard about this place. What you, the hell? Amy, you've never heard of number one observatory circle? Maybe because I've never given a shit about the vice president. Until right. now, bitches. <laughs> we have a madam vice president. I want to see where she's living. You better take good care of her. You better protect her with all of you can. And Doug. I want her to have extra secret service. <laughs> I wonder what her code name will be. You know, they, the secret service always gives people code names. Yes. Um, okay, it, and then Maya, yes. I gotta yeah. say, not to make a pun, but we were sleeping on Joe. Um, Maya, did you watch his speech last night? I did. It was very presidential. I did remark it Thank was very you. presidential. Did you feel grateful? Did you feel some relief in hearing a presidential speech again, which we haven't heard in the likes of in a very long time? It was jarring. I was like, oh, God, somebody can string a few sentences together and it actually makes sense. Yeah, and I like, and I, I don't know. I Listen, was, I was happy, Maya. Joe can prove happy. it to me. I'm very excited about Kamala. As if, yeah, I mean, number one, I'm Indian, so I'm really yeah. excited about her. I don't want to get too excited in case uh, everything comes crashing down, but okay. I Joe has to prove it to me. Prove it to me. Yeah, like well, moderate centrist isn't going to do it for me. Yeah, I don't think he. Well, well, yeah, we'll just have to see. I think. Some of the things I was hearing about all those things he's going to reverse right away, which is great. Yeah. Like those are quick things, hopefully quick things he can do right away. Also, he can um, get all these shitty people out of the cabinet. Stephen Miller. I hope I never see his face again. That weasel rat. Uh, racist weasel rat. Um, <laughs> Steve- <laughs> That's a great. That racist weasel rat. That's so good. <laughs> racist with two yucky animals. <laughs> Love it. And then um, William Barr, get the fuck out. We're tired of you. And you're um, the president is the only power, the absolute power. He has this theory. I don't know that he subscribes to. I forgot what it's called. It's stupid. It's basically like the pre- executive branch is the only branch that should have any that oh, has so absolute power. Yeah. <laughs> basically, okay. he wanted Got to it. build a dictatorship. Got so it. and then Betsy DeVos, 
pack your trunks of stolen money or whatever. <laughs> get out. Oh, my God. And get Why? somebody, get Elizabeth Warren in there, somebody who is a teacher who knows about education, who cares about children, and <laughs> who knows who knows how, like, I don't know, a student loan works and doesn't just uh, prey on people who have student loans. You know she owns, her family owns SoFi? The- oh, God. <laughs> Of course they do. Everybody's always like, oh, refinance your student loans. Use SoFi. I was like, I'm not giving De- Betsy DeVos one single cent of my money. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, well, a, ca- a cabinet, he can appoint people. That's one thing I'll give him. He can appoint people that will really make a drastic difference, I think. Yes. And if nothing else, right, like, like make a drastic difference, yes, and or at least we're having – we have a stop. We have a stop date on this like scary stuff, right? Like the super, super scary stuff, like all the minutia of all the different, let's face it. I wouldn't want that job. It is crazy. There's so many, I don't even know how you balance all the interests and figure it all out. But so are we going to agree with everything he does? Absolutely not. Does he have a chance? Will on one twenty twenty one? Will the scary, scary stuff stop? Yes. Because at least we can go to bed at night knowing that we have a decent human being in that office. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's just like, we have so much to go against right now. And it's going to be the hardest, it's going to be the hardest presidential term of any president, I think, with everything that's going on. Because some of the stuff like, Entering back into the Paris Agreement. Um, what are the other biggies? Oh, the immigration stuff. Like some of those big things he can do right away. Great. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, we have uh, the coronavirus, which is, uh, by the way, in the meantime, while we've all been watching Kornacki with his board, has been like living its best life in all humans. Did you see that Notre Dame um, versus whatever college football game yesterday? Where everybody just rushed onto the field and it was just body to body it was butts to butts yeah i mean we've been in higher higher rates in the coronavirus this week than ever before and i think that we're gonna see because of voting and then like obviously college football came back and then um all these rallies and stuff i just think that within like two weeks it's just gonna be and celebrating in the street there's a lot of celebrating in the street there was a lot of celebrating in the street and I think that we did see, though, like, let's face it, when there was a lot of protesting after George Floyd's murder, Mm -hmm. we actually didn't see, of course, the administration was going to try to make it sound like everyone was going to have coronavirus. We didn't see the surges that Mm -hmm. some people thought we would. So I think more so just because it was already raging kind of thing. Yeah. Nobody's fault, but like just, yeah. Just, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, there's a then, lot. Maya, then I heard about Trump. Like, now he's going to be, like, his little sad life, Maya. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't he's think gonna he's going to have he's just gonna lawsuits. Be he's, Maya, he has, he's going to be in, in litigation now for several years. He's just going to go on having rallies. Like I mean, that, he doesn't give a shit. Let's face it. He's going to have rallies. He's not going to be running for anything. He's just going to have rallies. He's going to keep having rallies. 
because people yeah. love those and he loves them and and he's never gonna like say he lost and i don't care if he does like he's an idiot and a loser and he can just go he can pack <laughs> his trunks of stolen money <laughs> time to pack your trunks of stolen money <laughs> oh god i the only thing i think the thing one of the things that really struck me the other night and this is because you just mentioned george floyd and and every, the movement that happened after that and people protesting and um, so Tom Brokaw, who is old AF, came on the during election night. It's Lester Holt, Savannah Guthrie. They have Tom Brokaw via satellite or wherever he's living now. And he went through his first part of his segment was, you know, all of the smart things that Trump did. Um, and then he got to a part where he said, there were Trump thing, smart things that he did? Strategically. I don't know. I wasn't. Oh, really- oh, in the. Yes. Okay. In the campaign. Got it. Okay. Then Tom Broca gets to this part. And this is where I realized I was like, oh, I see. This is how a lot of people are thinking. Tom Broca said, and, you know, white people, white people were with the black demonstrators. And then the black demonstrators lost control in the streets and started looting and destroying things. Literally. I mean, that's what he said. And then. What? Yes. He said they lost control in the streets. He said white people were with the black demonstrators. So basically he's saying this election's so tight because it he basically implied what? that it's the fault of black people demonstrating in the streets. He it, he made it sound like you know we were with you. And then he went on this that long racist tangent and then they throw it back to Lester Holt and Lester Holt goes, "Well, Tom, 90% of the demonstrations were peaceful. Anyway, going on, and Tom Brokaw's mouth fell agape. Like, he couldn't believe that he was just reprimanded by Lester Holt, and it was everything to me. How did I miss this must-see TV? Oh, I will send you a clip. Like, his mouth wow, going... that in- is crazy. Right, but it just explains so much of what maybe... Because, Maya, that is, like, that is the most moderate tv there is you're just watching like nbc yeah i think it was yeah is it is lester hold nbc or is he abc nbc okay whichever but like still that's like i mean i was watching msnbc so yeah so oh my god and then you know he did tom brokaw was like they should basically said they should have been peaceful like martin luther king and i was like tom what the hell it's been 50 years since that nothing's happened and also like they weren't treated peacefully. Okay. All this Martin Luther King stuff, like, I'm sorry. Anyone that brings up Martin Luther King, it's usually not in a way that even makes sense. Like, <laughs> they shot. Martin Luther King was, let's forget, he was assassinated. Yeah. And let's face it, what was he fighting? If, if everyone loved him so much <laughs> and thought he had all these great ideas, then why was he marching? And why was he fighting? And why was he executed? Yeah. Let's remember this. Yeah, so that that gave me insight. That little Tom Brokaw gave me wow, insight to... Wow, that's too. really interesting, Maya. A large segment of America. I'm going to send you that clip. You're going to die when Lester Holt <laughs> throws this magazine. I love Lester Holt. So... My sister does, too. It's... um, Yeah, that's... So basically, the timeline is election night. The next day, we didn't know. The next day, we didn't know. Then we just found out yesterday. Like, it's the longest... Yeah. I've had to wait for something in a really long time. And then the best funny thing was when Trump was like, stop counting votes when he was losing <laughs> in states. It's like, why? <clears throat> and then he was like, some states 
were like, stop counting. And then other states where he was losing it, but close, it was like, keep counting, keep counting over there. And people were like praying outside of election. Those poor election counting workers. Oh my gosh, Maya. That is who I kept thinking about. Those poor people (laughs) in Arizona where those lunatics are in the parking lot where they had to go to their cars. Like, I want to know. With AR-15s. I want a documentary, a Netflix documentary mm-hmm. of some of these stories because I guarantee you some of these people were like followed. Oh, sure. I mean, can you imagine how scary? Now, these are like normal jobs, you could just say, right? These are just normal, like everyday American jobs. Like they're just trying to do, they're over there, they're working their asses off. They're, yeah. yeah. The whole country's like, hurry up. Leslie like, Jones was like, Leslie Jones on her Instagram was like, why are they taking a break? No, you work all night long. You don't take a break. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like the funniest <laughs> memes ever about Nevada. Is, oh it, is it Brian McKnight? One, I can something, 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 two. Da, da, da. I saw that one a lot. A lot. I just saw a lot of <laughs> things that were like, the rest of the world and then it was like nevada and it was just like (laughs) so funny like the memes i don't know how these people make these memes so fast there's like 300 billion memes about an election that's gone on for like three days four days i know and it's just like yeah and then oh my gosh so i I was gonna say well let's just move on from election stuff like we're gonna be talking about this for the next i don't know few months true and i have like some fun stuff for you i have an animal i have an animal report i I texted you wait let me just cue the music animal report (laughs) i love when you do that so i sent you a photo yes you did i couldn't really tell what it was okay can you open it up and enhance 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 can you like Make it bigger with your fingers like people do on a telephone. Oh, what? Oh, wow. My, yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm looking at is looking like some sort of a vestibule. <laughs> yep. It looks like a waiting room of a clinic or something. It's Minnetonka High I School. See... Okay. And then I'm seeing some, they're either alpaca. Yeah, they're alpaca. <laughs> One has a American flag on his back. <laughs> my, uh... Can you please tell me what's going on? Okay, that is the lobby of the vestibule uh, front office of Minnetonka High School. Okay. And a mom showed up with two llamas for a birthday to give a llamagram. It's called a llamagram. Okay. Not one llama, two llamas. And didn't ask first before she showed up with what? these. <laughs> She showed up with two llamas, and then she was, like, mad because they wouldn't let her bring the llamas to the classroom for the llamagram for the birthday for the kid. You gotta be kidding me right now. No, this is real. This really happened. Then, to top it all off, the llamas shit inside the school. Of course they did. <laughs> okay. Wait, she wouldn't leave. She they kept. She was like, I'm not leaving until I get to do this. Oh, my God, Maya. <laughs> so many questions. Okay, go. Number one. Uh-huh. What is promised? What are the deliverables in a llamagram? <laughs> I would like to know. Besides piles of shit, that's a given. Okay. What are the deliverables? Because I know what a singing telegram is. Uh-huh. I know what a cookie bouquet is. I even know what a 
what are those fruit things that are on sticks? Edible arrangements. Yeah, I know what those are. Terrible. I know what flowers are. But Maya, what would one be receiving when they get order this llamagram? Okay, we bring your llamas to your special event. Okay. You can hug a llama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They also offer yoga with llamas and llama therapy. Okay, so basically you're going to bring a llama into the room and the llama, the person gets to hug the llama for the birthday. Yeah, I guess you get to pet it and hug it. Okay. Why were these women, in any stretch of the imagination, thinking this would be fine? I feel like that's something that maybe you call ahead and ask for permission. For sure. Before you book the llamagram. Look, it's been a long time since I was in high school, but I can remember being in elementary school. Yeah. Elementary school. That would have been the 80s. <laughs> And I can remember for show and tell, for example, yeah, if someone got a new puppy or whatnot, they actually had to like, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. That was in 1985. <laughs> now, we don't even live in a different world. The fact that we have like a glassed in vestibule should be your first clue that you don't just wander in off the streets with some llamas. This during, is so funny. During COVID. Like- during COVID. <laughs> um. And I think, so I'm not sure how their system works. Oh They're on some kind of hybrid system or something. But I don't know if, if I think my sister said it was fourth and fifth graders for some reason. So I would, maybe we have to have Rena call in and give us all the details because she's the one that got the scoop on this. My sister who lives this in is, Minnetonka. This is insane. This is so funny. Well, I said, you think, I texted her and I said, you would think that you would get permission, and she goes, "Oh no, no, this is Minnetonka, my dear." You know, you. She's like, "It's," she's like, "It's privilege at its finest," and I was like, "Llama privilege." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what is the story there? I want to know more about like why were we, like, is it like, oh, Chloe loves llamas; <laughs> they're her favorite animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, it's it's so. It's so weird. By the way, I need to go back to another animal report. I need to go back to goat yoga or to llama yoga. Okay. I, Maya, participated in goat yoga. It sounds smelly. Go on. Maya, (laughs) I went to this thing called Goats Everywhere. Okay. I already love the name. Okay, it's called Goats Everywhere. It should have been called Goats Absolutely Nowhere. (laughs) Maya, if you are going to have an event and you are going to name it Goats Everywhere, there better be goats everywhere. We drove. We rented a sprinter van. What? We rented a sprinter van. This was for my birthday one year. (laughs) This is a few years ago. We went, we rented a sprinter van. Okay. We loaded it up with friends and family. This is pre-COVID. Okay. We drove to two hours away, wherever that was. Two in hours. Wisconsin. Oh in Wisconsin. God. For goats. Ev- we bought tickets. For goats everywhere. <laughs> we get there. Where are the goats? There's goats nowhere. <laughs> Maya, there were barely any goats. <laughs> that seems like, uh, you're right. If you promise goats everywhere, 
and don't deliver goats everywhere. I mean, your name is Goats Everywhere. <laughs> you have to have at least a few goats. What if it was named Some Goats Here and There? Would you have been <laughs> disappointed then? No, see? So then I go to this goat yoga, Maya. What, what were we thinking by this? This is not relaxing. I don't want to have a goat climbing on me. The goat climbs on you. The goat, the goat shits on your yoga mat. <laughs> the See, goats are just shitting everywhere. Immediately, when that's not relaxing. <laughs> immediately, when someone says goat yoga, my brain immediately goes to all the shit that would be everywhere. Totally, it was ridiculous. Like I'm like, what is happening? And then of course there were no goats anywhere. So <laughs> then there was like a hill, Maya. They were like, you can whoever organized this, just <laughs> masterful, right? if you climb up this big hill that's like a mountain (laughs) there's a goat up there that's what they said there's a goat up there okay i'm like where are there more goats somewhere and they're like well you can climb up that hill there's a goat up there what (laughs) by the way it was also unseasonably hot (laughs) probably smelled terrible it was like it was so hot it was like 90 degrees how many goats were at the yoga in the yoga, which was like a fenced off area. By the way, your yoga mat is on like hard dirt ground. <laughs> um, there were several goats in the goat yoga. So like, I don't know, maybe 10 goats or something. And are they Ten. goats of various sizes or all like tiny goats? No, no. They're goats of various sizes. That's another thing. <laughs> then I'm in child's pose and this heavy ass goat stands <laughs> on my back with his little sharp hooves. Maya. And then the lady's like, oh, hold still. And I'm like, why? What? <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like trying not to move while this goat is standing on me. This heavy ass goat is you- standing on my back with his hooves that are like sharp wood. Were you worried it was going to pee on you? I just, I, I don't know, Maya. I just wanted to get the goat off me. <laughs> you didn't want I wanted to have the goat. I don't know what I wanted to do with these goats. <laughs> But I expected more when it's called goats everywhere. I expected them jumping, you know, jumping over my head. Yeah. Like swimming in the pond, Uh like doing everything. It wasn't like that. No. So denied. Goat yoga denied. (laughs) Denied. Um, Tyler, have you ever heard of goat yoga? He's heard of it. I'm I'm surprised. Me too. It was on CBS Sunday morning once. Oh, got it. Okay. Now we under- now we know why he's heard of it. We're such old people. We like watch CBS Sunday morning and go Can to I bed. Can I ask you something about the production value of that show? <laughs> yes. Maya, doesn't it make you feel a little sick? What do you mean? First of all, that horn in the beginning, do-do-do, whatever it is. How dare you, madam? I love that. And I think it's a French horn. No. Bugle? No. Maya, what about, Cornet? The crazy- what about the graphics that they slap up? Okay, the graphics are a little obnoxious. I have that tape. So this is the thing. I have a love hate. I want to love CBS Sunday Morning because I think that they do the best stories. Mm-hmm. They do the best stories. It's like the best type of news, yeah. right? Yeah. So I have it recorded on my DVR for the last three years. Okay. I've never watched one. What? It's also on. What time is it on? I don't get up early. No, that's why we record it and then we watch it in the afternoon. Oh, okay. While we eat lunch. And then usually we've fallen asleep before Saturday night, Saturday night Live. And so we watch that later in the evening on Sunday. So, okay, Maya, do you guys have like 
wine, a glass of wine and snacks like my in-laws that are in their 80s while they watch it? CBS Any Morning? No, they watch. It sounds like you guys are watching it later in the day. Yeah, CBS Sunday morning. Picturing you watching at like three and then going to bed for the night. (laughs) (laughs) It's not far off. No, it's usually around lunchtime. So we'll like make a nice lunch. Ah, okay. Like maybe a BLT and then maybe some curried chicken salad sandwiches and then we'll watch CBS Sunday morning. And then um, usually we've done chores yesterday. Tyler's parents are coming over today to hang out on the deck. Um, they gifted us a giant heater Okay. so that they can see us, which made me really kind of sad because I was like, I hope COVID's over soon because they just want to see us. And so we could only be outside. And so now we have like a restaurant quality patio heater. <laughs> so okay. you and I can podcast a little bit later. Sweet. I'll crank up that patio heater. And thank you, Tom and Sandy for that. You've it, you've actually made a donation to the Spirit of 77 sauce. podcast for Outdoor Sauce on Deck. Well um, done, Christian Sims. Yeah. So we've been really like – I've been thinking about how can I make the outdoors livable when it starts to get colder? Like we're actually going to make a fire pit area. We're actually going to like just try to make this work. Maybe it will be a mild winter, fingers crossed. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. We're going to have a pizza party outside. Okay, well, guess what? We watched, so we got our, we've had a projector for a long time, but we've never used it. So last night, we put the projector screen on the deck. Wait, is it, is, what kind of projector is it? Is the kind that goes tick, 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 tick. No, not like that, Maya. Not with the film strips, not with the reels. No, it's, it's a, Warren has it. It's, it's a, it's shaped like a box. I don't know. It's a digital projector. Yeah. It's shaped like a box. And then we have this screen that's like a big screen. And so we put the screen on the deck and we had a couple little candles and we had non-alcoholic champagne. Oh, yay. And toasted and watched the, we watched first, we started watching Austin's college team's first football game was last night. So we watched a few minutes of that and then we watched Biden and Harris do their welcome speech. Yeah, we were and today we're gonna watch NFL out there. Oh, that'll be fun. It's nice out. Again, it's a little windy, but I mean it's sixty something degrees. Yeah, and our screen is like next to our house, so we're hoping I hope it'll be my husband's probably engineered something to like so it can't take over <laughs> by now. My friend Jeff, um, he works at a school and he went, did an outdoor that he has a digital projector too. And they wanted to watch movies outside and he went to the AV area of the school and he was like, or he emailed them or something and said, hey, do you guys have any of those old timey, you know, like pull down screens? And they're like, yes. And we don't use them for anything. And he's like, can I borrow one? And they're like, indeed, because we literally have no use for these. And so, wow, cool. yeah, they set up an outdoor. I mean, I love that kind of screen just when they would pull that down you know the kind that was built into the classroom yes and then the movies that they you would put on even like even some of like the science movies right they were just like so great there was like so much that went into them and then if they had to switch a reel it was like ah yes yeah and did you ever have to run the projector oh no do you think they would let me do that (laughs) (laughs) i got to run the projector my favorite movies were um well of course Bonnie Consolo, but that wasn't oh, a yeah. reel to reel. 
I feel like that was a video cassette. My favorite movie that was like a reel to reel, like click, 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 was yeah. um, it was this sort of cut paper animation of a Native American legend, uh, an Whoa. indigenous legend cool. of how the loon got its spots. So it was Whoa. like this folklore thing. Yeah. I would love to say I Googled. Honestly, I would love to see some of this stuff too. Yeah. They were so good. And like, those are unsung heroes. Like all of those good movies that these people worked so hard on these and they were so good. Like I can remember being like kind of riveted by these when I was a kid. Maybe we should start an outdoor theater where we just show school films. I mean, Nostalgia. remember when they would, do you remember once a year or sometimes not even once a year, but like. I can remember in elementary school, like the day before winter break, mm -hmm. they would bring the chairs into like the multi-purpose room. Yep. And then they would actually have had a Disney movie reel to reel. Uh-huh. And they would we could have popcorn and you could bring your own drink and it would always be a warm can of soda, which <laughs> <Yeah>. somehow <laughs> you're like, you're excited, but you're also like, you're excited <laughs> as a kid. You're excited as a kid, but then once you drink it, you're like, this tastes terrible. <laughs> Who wants a warm Pepsi? No one. Yeah. But it was still fun. And then you'd make a popcorn bowl out of a paper towel by twisting the yes, corner. Yes. Yes. And then you'd have popcorn in the multi-purpose room and have soda. And it was just like, life is good, bitches. I'm having a sleepover tonight <laughs> with my besties. We should recreate this experience for people. I There's have my so Santa Bear sweatshirt on and I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. Do you have a favorite? Do you remember any of those specifically? Like favorite reel to reel? I just remember one, I just remember this one science one where they were doing an experiment and yeah. I just can see it in my mind's eye where they would have like, you know how sometimes they'd have like the, a picture of a diagram and it would just be the picture of the diagram, but then it'd be like the voice would be talking uh -huh. and then they'd be like demonstrating. And I just remember they were just mysterious to me and cool because <laughs> it wasn't something I would see anywhere else. I would never see this on TV. Yeah. And it was just like this coolest thing. And it was like so interesting. Like I wondered like who made this? Where is this from? Like who are these people talking? Like, yeah. Tyler, do you have a favorite one? The one with the horse that falls in the mud. The one with the horse that falls in the mud. Wow. What? Okay, the horse's name was Philip. Oh my gosh. And yes. Wh what kind of noise did it make? The kid didn't talk and he just kept yelling, Philip, feed it. Oh, yeah. See, yep. Tyler's bringing up another another genre of those were. So I was bringing up the ones that were like for teaching. Those are the kind Maya, of. Maya, you were bringing up the kind that like more like it's cultural. sort of entertainment, but also cultural. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now Tyler's bringing up another subset that was like, I think we watched even the Red Balloon. Yes, yes, yes. Red Balloon. Yeah, and so Tyler's bringing up one, too. They were, like, these bizarre. They're from Europe. Yeah. They were so bizarre. And it was just, like, again, it was entertaining, but it was so mysterious. It had you on the edge of your little desk chair. Like, you're like, what is happening? Sometimes there was no talking. It was just music that would happen. Yes. and like which was, like, which was, like, weird because it was, like, it's not black and white, but there's no talking. <laughs> My little brain, my little Plymouth brain can't handle this. Yeah, we got to definitely like make oh, a film Oh, the nostalgia festival. just really feels good, doesn't it? It does, especially today. Gee oh, whiz. Oh, damn. 
Well, I have some. Do you have like more stuff? I have some approved denieds that I think you'll enjoy. I mean, we've just had a full episode. Let's go with approved denieds. All right. I like it. Okay. Amy. Yes, Maya. <laughs> Razor has a new phone. It's, oh, yes. It's, okay, a flip, go. it's a flip phone with a foldable screen. Yes, it does, Maya. How do you feel about this? Like the flip phone's back? Damn, I'm so in on this. I kind of want it too. Maya, it looks so freaking cool. It's like the size of a makeup compact. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. We love our phones. Uh-huh. But do we love... I have the big one. I know you like a small phone. Yeah. I love my big screen, but like, do I really love having this big, heavy phone? No, I don't. I would love it. Yeah, me too. I would love, I would love the technology of the non-flip and the user experience of the non-flip with the flip option, which is what this looks like. How do they do that? I don't know, but I want to go right away and try it out with my mask on, of course, because I'm a responsible human. <laughs> yes, I know, Maya. I saw this commercial and I was like, wait a second. They're talking to me. They're like really speaking to me. I never They're really thought speaking to me. I would be excited about a flip phone again, but it's it's got a foldable screen. Maya, I'm on my... I'm still, I still have the 6S Plus Apple uh-huh. phone. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I think I'm kind of ready to go away from Apple. I think you should. And I think you should because get this Because honestly, phone. it doesn't matter. Like it, like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Although now I have an, I, now I have an Apple iWatch. So they kind of got me. Ooh. But wait, I bet I could have my, I bet, I bet there's an Android app for Apple iWatch. Do you think? No. <laughs> Oh, I don't. Okay, and I know, I know everyone. I know it's not called an iWatch. I know, <laughs> but I am old. Let's remember. <laughs> well, okay. we have to look in it. So this is approved. We're both into this. I'm into it. I'm into it too. Um, I only have one other thing, and it's kind of I don't I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Powell's Bookstore, which is a very famous bookstore. I think it's in Portland. I think I've actually I've been, been there. there. I've been there too. I love it. Yes. It, it it okay. They have just released a perfume called Powell's by Powell's that smells like a bookstore. Okay, it, I have a lot of things to share about this. <laughs> it's unisex. Okay, go. Um, this is a little embarrassing, <laughs> okay. but I'm gonna share it. Okay. I don't know why this is, but I have heard this is a phenomenon with other people. Okay. If I get into a library. <laughs> Or a bookstore. Yeah. It makes me have to poop. <laughs> I don't know what it is, Maya. <laughs> it's, it's so... <laughs> I thought the only reason I'm sharing this anyways is because I was minding my own business <laughs> and heard and heard someone else on something talk about this. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. so that's a side note but i love the smell of books yeah (laughs) but i'm afraid (laughs) i think you see where i'm going with this yes if i use this perfume on myself am i gonna just have to go poof all the time (laughs) and or you're if watching. I spray it around my home, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you can see where this could become a problem. Or you're just walking on the street and someone else is wearing it. Yeah. 
It's pr- I see how what your problem is here. It's but funny. I love the smell of books. I I do too, and it's funny because the podcast studio. So I have all these books in here, and one day Tyler said, "There's a smell in that room, and I don't know what it is, but I like it. It reminds me of something. What did it remind you of?" You you really he was like, "I don't know what it is, but I like it." And I was like, "Maybe it's the books." Because a lot of these books are old. I've had some of these books for like 30 years. And some of them are even older than that. Some of them I may or may not have allegedly, let's say, allegedly stolen from the Hamlin College Library. Oh, then those would definitely <laughs> smell good. They're from like the 1900s. Um, it wasn't intentional. Also allegedly. Yeah. Also, It was th- a rough time. Also, this is a story that I just made up but never happened. Anyway. <laughs> no, it really did. But anyway. Allegedly. Statute of limitations is far gone. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. The, um. Yeah. That William Burroughs book, The Ticket That Exploded, smells really good. Yeah. It's funny because so my dad gave me this big old Bible. It's called a family Bible. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't smell. And I'm so disappointed. It has oh. no smell at all. I'm like, this is so weird. It's literally the oldest Bible ever. It's from like, anyways, but. The best feeling, I just remember elementary school, like, I would always, do you always just smell the book? Because, like, the older the book, the better the book smell. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard on another podcast, probably the same podcast that I'm talking about that revealed this issue that I have, (laughs) is, Maya, they did, like, an analysis. So some scientists did an analysis of what the smell is. Yeah. You don't want to know what the combination is. Okay. It's gross. It's like a gross, a gross, like the idea of it is gross, but we love the smell. Okay. Yeah. I I don't want to know what it is. They listed all of the smells that they put in there to like create bookstore smell. Yeah. And I think this is so, so besides all my personal um, GI issues related to book smell, (laughs) I think this is awesome. I think it is like marketing, like five stars out of five stars. It is so genius. They've taken their brand. They have, you know, this very important brand, the bookstore, it's history. But then they've like done something cool and kitschy and buzzworthy and they've done a stunt and they've done everything. And also they've captured something that everyone loves the smell of an old book. And like they've captured it like I'm I'm giving this an approved and an A plus for marketing. Approved. Approved. Yes. Um, well, that's all I've got. I feel like I should read these names of these other women that worked on registering people to vote in Georgia, yes. besides Stacey Abrams, who is awesome. And I'm really, I'm excited to see her future. Maybe she'll be in the cabinet. Who knows? Um, so Tamika Atkins, uh, pro Georgia is her, uh, organization. Helen Butler of the GCPA. Don't know what that stands for, but Helen worked very hard to register people to vote. Deborah Scott for GA Stand Up. And ooh, this is going to be, I'm going to try. Mm, I don't want to say this wrong. Okay, just spell her first name. N-S-E with a uh, accent on the E. Nsi? Okay. Nsi? Ufat. Okay. I'm going to go with okay. Nsi Ufat. Okay. For new the new GA Georgia project. So all of those women worked very hard to turn Georgia blue. We owe them something. Yes, we do. Support their work and 
maybe like what we've learned today or this week is because the margins were so slim on some of these races and like I just said like the five or six names that I just read like one person can make a difference what voting like actually makes a difference and anybody who's going to tell you like you're one person you can't do it you can't you can't change something like you can change something even if it's on the local level everybody always says like everybody I've ever talked to that like knows a lot about politics so like local level is where it's at so that's mm-hmm. where you can really make a difference but yeah. and I think that I think that what you just illustrated by sharing the names of those other women that helped is you know it's also important to note that like someone that looks like me telling someone that looks like Stacey Abrams that her vote counts and she should go out and vote mm-hmm. is not going to be as powerful as Stacey Abrams right telling another woman that looks like her or another person of color like hey yeah you can let's do this so I think that what you said Maya is so important because it isn't it's important to understand that it isn't white people we didn't we didn't get black people to vote by having white people tell people of color like hey you should really go out and vote it's important yeah I think what's important to understand is that all of these people of color, yeah. also Native American, there were there in, in Arizona and Nevada, there was a ton of stuff, boots on the ground, that effort too, to get those people out to vote, even though they were hit harder by the coronavirus than so many other people. Yeah. That what I think is important to show is that just it's kind of like the Reverend Al Sharpton said, and I just keep thinking of this message because I've had to learn a lot about this myself, is that black people were saying, we just need you to get your knees off our necks. Mm-hmm. And I think that this illustrates that perfectly, that these people of color went out and mobilized and worked so hard against everything yeah. and got results. Right. And change the system. I mean, part of this wasn't just registering people to vote. Part of it was overturning or getting them to throw out exact match, which is just exactly. vote, it's voter suppression. So it's all about we, the system. Like changing and you know the what? system. And you know what? I don't know. I have no fault for anybody that has been in a position where they felt so unseen that was in a state of apathy that was like, you know what? I don't even care because it's never going to change. But... There were several million people now that said, you know what? No, we are going to do something different. We we can change this. Yeah. And like they they proved it. So it's like as a white person, I just say like, thank you, because we can't change things. I can't change something for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to speak for you of what you need and what you want. We need you to come and show us and tell us what, what we need to do. And I feel like after this week, we're going to have a better chance of that than we ever have before. Well, and also representation, like there are more women that are going to be in the House of Representatives than there have ever been. And so many, like you said, um, several indigenous women are going to be representatives uh, and in the Senate. And I can't remember what state it was, but they elected all women of color. Like, this is the revolution. Yes. Representation. 
Yes, and it is. It's. Viva, I mean, I'm just, viva, viva la revolution. Viva la vulva. <laughs> That's what we learned this week. Seriously, finally, finally. <laughs> well, Sauce Nation, thank you for having hanging out with us. I hope that you all ha- were able to breathe a sigh of relief this weekend, and I hope that you have had some laughs from uh, with us during all this. And I really hope that as we buckle down and the, as everyone says, do the hard work that's to come. We're gonna just continue to do our hard work of making you laugh and. You know, frankly, I'm still going to be ridiculous every day. (laughs) So there's that. It's awesome. It's dope. So everybody, give us a like, give us a review, share us with a friend, and we'll we'll keep doing our thing. High five. High five. High five. Wait, one more. That that one didn't have a good. One more. Yeah. All right. See you, buddy. Bye.